With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Hawkeye fans, for another edition of the Hawkeye Nation Prospect Cast. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday, April the 15th, tax day, um, and there's snow on the ground here in eastern Iowa, so all of this makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I am happy to be joined today by uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier's Ethan Herket. Is it Herket or Herket? Uh, Herket. Ethan Herkett. Yeah. Um, now I will know that, and all of you folks out there will know that, and hopefully Gary Dolphin is listening, so he will know that, and maybe <laughs> we'll be able to uh, pronounce his name correctly uh, on the Hawkeye broadcast, football broadcast, when, when football comes back. But uh, thanks for joining us, Ethan, and uh, how are you doing up there in Cedar Rapids? How are things going right now during this pandemic, and how are you kind of just handling life right now as, as it is in this country? Yeah, I mean, everything's basically a ghost town up here as well. And, I mean, it's just pretty slow, just doing what I can to pass the time, I guess. What um, what do you guys – I know my, my kids are in the Iowa City School District, and they've given us kind of guidance on how to homeschool. What, what are you doing, I guess, just to – you know, finish up your senior year and get yourself ready to go into, you know, co- you know, the big step into to college a- academics. Yeah, so uh, I know my sister is still doing the uh, online Zoom classes with her teachers, but as a senior, I guess I already have enough credits and everything to graduate, so I was able to stop taking those classes, so I'm not even having to take any classes right now. Ah, that's cool. So what uh, what's your day like? You you just just kind of doing some training and trying to get keep get yourself physically ready? Yeah, I mean I'll probably I'll work out, maybe run a little bit, and then I'll read a book, maybe. I mean, play some video games, talk to my girlfriend over the phone, just stuff to pass the time. Yeah. Have you had any contact with uh, the Iowa coaches? Uh, any? advice maybe on on what to do and get yourself ready for when you get to Iowa City yeah for sure we've been in contact with uh coach Bell our position coach the D lineman have so that's been good just to keep in touch with him and he's letting us know 
I mean, they basically don't know what's going to happen with this whole thing either, so it's kind of a guessing game at this point. Yeah, for sure. What are you going to study at Iowa? Do you know? Yeah, I'm going to study business. Okay, cool. So I went to the Tippy Business School, a very prestigious uh, school within Iowa, University of Iowa, so that's cool. Um, what are you hoping to uh, do with that after your football days are over? Um, I might get into try to get into coaching, or I've been thinking about trying to open up a sort of a training facility for college athletes training for the combine. That's kind of a dream of mine is to train collegiate athletes. Cool, very yeah. cool. Um, so let's kind of go back to um when you got into athletics, was it a pretty young age? Do you remember when you got started uh, in sports? Yeah, it would be, I think it was grade school. I got into flag football, and I also played baseball up until my freshman year is when I stopped baseball. So um, flag football, do you remember kind of how old you were then? Was it early in grade school or towards the closer to junior high? I'm going to say probably around kindergarten or first grade is when I got into it. Okay. Um, so football and baseball, did you uh, did you like one better than the other, or, or was it pretty equal? I always liked football a little bit more, but uh, I like baseball too, honestly, but football has been my passion this whole time, honestly. What is it about the game of football, Ethan, that uh, I guess that speaks to you so much? I think it's just more of a team game and just you feel a lot closer to your brothers. Like your teammates don't want to become a family to you because in baseball, I know it's a team sport also, but you're not really like fighting with the other team as much as football. You have to kind of come together and you're basically fighting with the other team for the win. Yeah. Um, What positions did you play early on in football? Well, in middle school, I played – Defensive tackle in seventh grade, and then in eighth grade I played linebacker and fullback. And then freshman year I played defensive end and tight end, and then these past three years linebacker. Okay. Uh, how about baseball? Where where'd you, where did you where did you play in baseball? I played a little bit of third base and outfield. Did you kind of stand out there as one of the bigger kids? Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> pretty big back then for my age, I guess. <laughs> Um, what, um, you know, at, at what point, I guess, along the line, did you realize that you had a chance to play college football? Was there a point where you're like, you know, maybe I'm, or, or uh, that was probably, I, I would assume for many guys, it's always the dream, but when did it become more of a reality? Yeah. I mean, it was always my dream to play college football, but when it really set in was probably just when I got the offer because, up until then, I would have looks from other colleges, and they'd be talking to me, but nobody really would take the chance on me. And then right when that Iowa offer came in, it kind of sunk in that, like, this could be a reality for me. Um, What do you think, and I'm asking you kind of speculate here a little bit, but maybe you do have some insight into kind of what – um kept colleges from jumping in and believing in you? Was there something uh, that they didn't see or wanted to see? Um, 
I'm not really sure about that. It could have been. I'm kind of a in between type of guy. I feel like maybe too big for linebacker, but some might say I'm too short for D line. So I don't know. That could have been one thing. So trying to project what position you were going to play. I guess so. Okay. How tall are you? How tall are you, and what do you weigh? About six three and around two forty five. That doesn't seem like. There'd be a problem playing defensive line at that size, especially once you get in with Coach Doyle. Um, was Iowa – did Iowa see you as a defensive lineman right away? I mean, because they watched you play linebacker, obviously, at Xavier. Yeah, I mean, I think it was back in uh, last year or the year before maybe, but when the coach would come visit our school, Coach Morgan came in, and he was kind of the first one. He was telling me to get in different – stances and he told me to get in the D-line stance and maybe that's when that they kind of first started seeing me as maybe a potential D-lineman. Yeah, man, he has he has an incredible eye for that stuff. What, what what's a, what was it like getting to know Coach Morgan? He's a great guy. I mean, he's just really down to earth and I don't know, my first time meeting him, it was just like, it was just really comfortable to talk to him, I guess you'd say. And then how did how have things kind of transitioned with Coach Belt? Completely, both really good guys, but completely different personalities. Yeah, I mean, he's also a great coach, as you can see. I mean, he's got that kind of alpha male personality, just a loud guy, and really he knows what he's talking about, so I'm really excited to get coached by him and Coach Neiman as well. What have those guys told you kind of uh, what their expectations are for you? Um, as far as what? Just in terms of what they expect from you when you get to Iowa, just what they want from you and, and what they, you know, what they need to get from you. I mean, I think just to be kind of a sponge and just try to soak everything in from the older guys and just to take the coaching that they're going to give me. Either you talked about when you were, I, f- I forget the timeline, but when you were younger, you played some defensive line at defensive tackle. Um, and then maybe defensive end with tight end and then linebacker the last three years. What do you think the transition is going to be like from moving back from linebacker to the defensive line? Yeah, I mean, it'll be, I'll definitely have some work to do, but I would also play up in the line some these past years, even as a linebacker, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm ready to learn everything they got to teach me. So I'm definitely looking forward to just picking up those little things and turn into a new position, I guess. And you were, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You um, benefited greatly, I would say, and you would probably agree with this, from playing in one of the better high school programs in our state uh, at Cedar Rapids Xavier. What is it about the program with Coach Schulte that, allows you guys to play so well and have so much success and produce college talent that you've been, you know, from, you know, Matt, Matt Nelson and then the Schultes that are, have walked on at Iowa. We all know. And, you know, obviously Josh Folk, your teammate, um, just a lot of success there. What, what's what been in, in your mind? What, what are the keys to that? Well, I think it comes down to the culture that they try to instill in the team because, the way I see it, it's very similar to kind of the Iowa program, and it's just hard nose, 
just tough coaches, and they really just invest everything into the program. I mean, they'll stay up past midnight if they have to. They'll spend the whole Sunday afternoon just watching film together, breaking everything down. And that just shows us as players that they care, and that just gives you that much more motivation to play well for them. And you're just so much more prepared because they're putting in their time, so it just makes everything run smoother. What um – what what I guess that what's it like coming into that program? Do you feel that culture right away when you get there that, you know, this is what's expected of you? Uh, you know, there's accountability, things like that. I mean, is that pretty much known once you walk through those doors? Yeah, you can definitely see it because even at the freshman level, they're still running it like the varsity coaches do. I mean, they're they hold you accountable to the maximum level they you can tell that they're doing their research and that just trickles down. I mean, the varsity kind of has a trickle down effect into the lower grades as well. Yeah. I know I've been up there and interviewed some of you guys after the games and you guys have, I, I, it's, I, I don't know if it's tradition or just kind of a, a, an approach to not taking your helmets off till you get to the locker room. Where does that come from? And, and maybe I'm misspeaking on this. That just seems like that was the case when I was up there. No, yeah, that's it's kind of like a just a sign of toughness, I guess you could say. I mean, it just it's uniformity and just I don't know. Sometimes just taking your helmet off just it's kind of like a sign of weakness to to me, I guess. I mean, because that thing's not always the most comfy, you know. Some people <laughs> might want to take it off, get a little breather, but just keeping it on just keeps that uniformity throughout the whole team. Um, what's your relationship like with, with Josh and, and, um, it's gotta be kind of cool for you, for him, he and you to, to be able to go to college and play on the same and continue being teammates together. I gotta, it's not, I mean, that's pretty unique. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty rare. So it's definitely a cool thing that we, and we've been together even since, uh, middle school too. So. It's just kind of cool seeing each other progress and then finally kind of meet the goal of getting to playing college together. It's pretty cool. Uh, how much do you go against him, or, or did you go against him in practice? How much did you guys go up against each other? I mean, usually every day because we do the uh, the offense versus the kind of the – we have a scout defense on the other side, and then I would usually – be playing in that going against the offense so almost every day what were those what were those paint a picture for us what were those matchups like i would i would imagine pretty intense yeah i mean <laughs> josh is huge so it's you win some you lose some but it definitely it gets us both better because when you're going up against somebody half his size on friday night it just makes it that much easier so it's kind of like the iron sharpens iron effect, you could say. And um, what type of what type of player do you think he's going to be in college? I know um, he obviously had a, a lot of uh, suitors in recruiting that wanted him to to, to get there. What, what do you see from him, just in terms of how how good you think he'll be on the next level? I mean, I think he has a lot of potential. Honestly, he's a big kid. He's very athletic for his size, and he's pretty strong so 
I'm excited to see what he can do as well. Um, what are some of uh, what are some of your short term and then long term goals for when you get to Iowa? And that's obviously, as we've talked about on the podcast, we don't know when that. It's supposed to be in June, but who knows? But when when the time does come that you get to Iowa, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, I just want to kind of see what my ceiling is personally and try to just reach that and be the best that I possibly can under Coach Doyle especially. Try to transform my body and just kind of see the the max of where I can take it and also just I want to absorb everything that the coaches have to offer because that's just going to allow me to grow as a player. So those are my goals. What could you see? How can you see your body transforming? I mean, is there, do you have like a, a weight in mind? And, and obviously with Coach Doyle, he's not going to just put a bunch of bad weight on you. It's probably going to be, uh, it, not probably, it will be, uh, you know, um, a process. Um, but how, you're, I, I'm not sure what type of frame you have. How, how much can you comfortably add, do you think, over time? I mean, I really have no idea because, you see guys like uh Matt Nelson come in at about 220, 225. I don't know what he was, but and they bulk him up all the way to – didn't he finish to like over 300? He was up in the 200s. I don't know if he ever got to 300, but he went from defensive end to defensive tackle at yeah. whatever he is, 6'7 or 6'8. You don't see that very often. Yeah, but just stuff like that. I mean, they can just work wonders in that weight room with – the weight room uh, program and the nutrition. So, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see what my body can do, but I'm not really sure on the exact way, but it's going to be exciting. Do you guys, and have you guys kind of looked up to Matt? I mean, he was, I want to say he was the first guy to come through there, but he was kind of the first big recruit that came uh, through there. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember. At least one that that went to Iowa, and I think he was down to Iowa, Notre Dame, and Stanford. So, um, is he one of those guys that you guys looked up to? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Coach Schulte would kind of use him as one of the kind of bulletin board examples because it just shows that a kid from Xavier can make it in a bigger program, which is pretty cool to have that as a example to look up to, I guess. Um, did you go, did you grow up going through the, you know, the, the Xavier, um, educational system? Did you go like elementary, junior high, and then right into high school? Yeah, I did. I went to St. Pius and then Regis and then, and then Xavier. Okay. Um, so you're a lifelong Cedar Rapids, C- Cedar Rapidian, I guess is what you guys are called. Well, I came up here. In uh, first grade, I used to live in Texas near Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you guys come up for your parents' work? 
Yeah, for my dad's job. Okay. Um, so that must have been somewhat of a transition for at least you were early in your school days. But, man, that's that's quite a bit of a, a, a social change, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Especially down there, everybody says yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and all that stuff. So coming up here, it's totally different. Nobody really says any of that. So that was kind of a culture shock just in itself. <laughs> Um, how, how big of a part are academics to this whole thing for you, Ethan? Obviously, uh, Xavier's a, a really good school system, so I imagine that's probably pretty important to you. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the whole, the whole point of all this is just to get the education as well. I mean, that's kind of the bigger picture here, so football can only last so long, as everybody says, so you gotta have that the education so you can have a solid job afterwards too. What's it, uh, what's it, I mean, like you said, it's, you've been, it's, um, you moved in here in first grade. So for the most part, you've, you've known Iowa and Iowa football. Did you grow up an Iowa fan? And, and it was, is it kind of surreal that you're going to be, you know, running out of that tunnel in Kinnick stadium? Yeah, it definitely is surreal. I mean, I used to go to the games as a younger kid and be in the stands and even just, going to the visits and being able to see it from down the field perspective. I mean, it's going to be insane once I can finally suit open those pads and run out there. So that's definitely going to be a surreal moment for me. What's it like for your family? I mean, it's got to be nice. They don't have to pay for your, pay for your college. Yeah, it's definitely nice for them. I mean, I don't know. My mom was pretty emotional when I first got the offer. So I'm kind of excited to see how they react when I'm, actually running out there, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, we talked about your relationship with Josh and obviously growing up and knowing him through the years. What's your relationship like uh, with the rest of the guys in your recruiting class? How, you know, Have you gotten to know guys? Um, do you guys feel close? What's, uh, what's kind of the dynamic there? Yeah, I've gotten to know a couple guys. I mean, especially from the D-line group. I like those guys, a good bunch of guys, but – uh, we also have a group chat, and we'll just talk in there from time to time. So it's kind of cool to just have that type of relationship with the guys. What are the conversations in in there? Is it all football? Do you guys talk about life? What What are the What are the group chat conversations like? Are you checking up on each other, and making sure everybody's doing their work? It's kind of like that, yeah. I mean, somebody will say like, "Are you guys doing? Are you guys working out? Are you guys getting your runs in?" And then we'll check in with that. Also, just I know we were talking about some video games at some point and Xbox stuff and PS4 stuff, so. Yeah, that kind of leads me into the the next portion of uh, my line of questioning here. What do you do? I mean, obviously things are different now with the quarantine because you can't kind of go to your friend's house or, you know, do things like that. But what – what what it, when life is normal or you know the, there isn't a quarantine? What, what do you do hobby wise? What what are some of the things that uh, you do away from football to kind of uh, relax? I guess. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I enjoy. I just got out my uh, dad's bow and arrow actually, and I've been kind of doing some target practice with that just to slow down my mind, I guess. And then I like to read. I just finished. It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm. It's a it's a really good book, but I just finished that. 
What's it about? Well, David Goggins is a ex Navy SEAL, and he set the old pull-up record in a day with like four thousand something. Wow! And he's been named like one of the toughest men in the world by some. So it's just a kind of a motivational book. Just talks about how he would get through tough times and use his own mind to stay motivated. So it's really good. Cool. Anything else besides the the bow and arrow? Do you guys hunt? Is that the what you guys uh, usually, or is it just more targets? Um. Well, we used to hunt back in the day. My dad and I we would go deer hunting, but that was with a shotgun, not a bow and arrow. But okay. Yeah. Right now, I'm just doing kind of target practice. I guess I just set up. Okay. A bag of dirt, and I'm heading up. Anything else besides the bow and arrow and the book reading that you you're into? I like just working out too. It kind of clears my mind. I'll just sit there in my garage and just kind of be alone. It's just, it's kind of nice, kind of peaceful. Yeah. 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 Um, you talked about video games. That's my son's on his PS4 all the time. What, what video games are you into? Um, I actually just finished. It's called Batman Arkham Knight. So it's the Batman video game. It was actually, it was pretty fun. And then right now I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. It's kind of an old Western game, you could say. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. think my son may have gotten that one recently, too. A lot, it's, it's, he had me go back and grab him a bunch of old, like, early PS games that he and his friends are starting to play now that they're, because they get on the, you know, they get on and do Zoom and then they're all, or they're playing together on the, the PS4. So maybe that old stuff is coming back in now to kind of keep people entertained. Yeah, I guess so. Um, how about, um, music? What type of music do you listen to? I listen to anything. I mean, I like some rap. I like rock too, though. So I listen to some Metallica or I'll even listen to some rap like Drake or like Lil Wayne, stuff like that. But I'm pretty versatile with the music taste. That'll be good for you when you get to Iowa because you'll have a diverse locker room and you'll be able to listen to whoever's listening to whatever. Yeah, exactly. I saw <laughs> when I was there for my official visit that country was a pretty popular genre down there, so I'll have to get used to that a little more. I mean, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, some of that comes down to whoever the seniors are. I think they get to, and you get you had the Paulsons down there, so I'm sure they were probably helping control that music. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're big, big country guys. So. Um, how about, um, like, TV shows, movies, things like that? What are you into? Well, I actually just started on Netflix. Uh, it's a series called The Punisher from the Marvel uh, superhero guy. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm about, like, eight episodes into that. It's actually it's really good. Kind of action action type thing. Cool. Yeah. How about movie-wise? I like kind of the action genre in that, too. I watched uh, <clears throat> John Wick 1 and 2 pretty recently, and I also watched uh, Django. Django un yeah. Uncaged or whatever, Unleashed. I don't know what it is, but Unchained. Yeah. So you want action in your 
in your uh, entertainment. Yeah, it's just it's just exciting. I mean, I don't really like boring movies, so action right. yeah, on the edge of your seat. But you have a girlfriend. Does she watch those with you, or do you have to go to you know the the mushy stuff when you're watching stuff with your girlfriend? I mean, she's probably pretty sick of the action by now. I'll just <laughs> I'll turn it on, and she'll just be asleep <laughs> in the first ten minutes. So I don't know how much she enjoys that, but. <laughs> I wanted to ask you too, Ethan, what, um, what's your relationship like with, with coach Kirk Ferentz and, and kind of what your impressions are of him? He's a, uh, I mean, you're going to get a chance to play for a legendary coach, a hall of fame coach. I mean, from the contact I've had with him, he seems like a amazing guy. I mean, he's really down to earth and just seems like a, he has no ego is what it seems like to me. He's just really humble. And I mean, he had us out to, his house to have a little pool party during uh, the official visit and just open up his doors to us. So he's been really hospitable and really just welcoming to the program. Did he get in the pool with you guys? Uh, no, but <laughs> that's too bad. So, yeah. I was hoping he'd do some, maybe some jackknives off the diving board or something. Yeah. Some backflips. <laughs> um, as I, I think we've run this pretty good here. Um, and I guess lastly, um, you know, you're, you're, you know the program, but getting a chance to be a representative of Iowa football and, and do the wave and just what Iowa football stands for, what, is that, what do those things mean to you? I mean, it means a lot because even on social media and stuff like that, you'll see – People just, the whole nation knows about the wave and what it represents. And it's just like, I don't know. It just means a lot to everybody involved and especially those kids. So it's really just, it's kind of a touching moment for everybody. Well said. Well, Ethan, again, I really appreciate you doing this for us, and hopefully the Hawkeye fans that are listening get a little bit of a glimpse into to who you are and uh, what you're about and, and what you want to be when you get to Iowa. And uh, I wish you the best. Um, we won't get to talk to you again until, uh, you know, your, your freshman year is done. So I like to let people get to know you guys a little bit before they, they shut you down for that freshman year and put you kind of in a, their own type of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, be well, stay safe, and uh, we'll, we will catch up with you when you get down here. You too. Sounds good. Thank you.